case you just can't get rid of a bomb. This is Thomas. And we're back at the virtual spinner rack again this week for more of the same. <laughs> more of the same. Yeah, another comic book from back in the day uh, that didn't have a uh, dollar price tag on it. Hold on just a moment. So the Godfather is calling Thomas. Everybody else's screens are popping up too. Nothing now. Welcome back. I'm like, Again. Is, is the Godfather calling him? <laughs> I don't know. It was, it was nothing important, thank God. Oh, but no, yes. Dude, I'm telling you, more comics that cost less than a dollar are about my favorite comics. But now I do like a dollar, dollar book every now and then. Yeah. I like lots of dollar books. Yeah. Because I'm full All right. So I told you I, I didn't really get a lot of anything today. I did go to the comic book shop and sold some books and picked up a few. Really not much of anything spectacular, but stuff I saw I liked. Um, I got a cool Doctor Strange 33. Oh, nice. With Clea. Um, Bruner does the art. It's amazing. Uh, I've back got a whole run of this now. Right, this one right here. You ready? Creatures mm -hmm. on the Loose, featuring Bongo. Bongo. Uh, that's twenty-eight. Check this one out. Gil Kane art. Oh, nice. Yeah. And now, I got this one. I've already got a copy, but this is a much better copy. Still, probably not as nice as I would like, but I got it. Just this is like. Of all the covers, this is one of my favorite covers of FF. Nice. Dude, I don't understand what's up with the purple and why I like this damn cover so much, but I really do. And it's like first appearance of uh, uh, Super Scroll or something like that. But, you know, at least it's not nothing but blue, orange, and red. So Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's just, it's got such nice colors. Um, just a great, great book. I've always liked the cover. And it's nothing, it's like a first appearance of a minor character. I can't even remember who it is now. Um, now I'm going to have to look it up. Fantastic 437. Volume 1. Of course it's Volume 1, people. We don't read those other, those other trash. Mm -hmm. uh, 
some featured characters, Mr. F, Invisible Girl, Human Torch, The Thing, Alicia Masters, Antagonist, uh, Scroll Empire, Warlord Marlet. Oh, it's the death of Warlord Mor Morat. Uh, the first appearance of Princess Enel. Um, Emperor Derek. Un uh, uh, numerous unnamed scrolls. Uh, and the first appearance of the Druffs. What the hell are the Druffs? Uh, most, maybe it's Space Dandruff. Yeah, Space Dandruff. <laughs> Damn it. And uh, this is the first appearance of uh, Sora and Rias. I guess those are scroll, scroll worlds. And I guess uh, Mr. Uh, Mr. F had uh, a big day that day because he has the first appearance of the Immobilizer Ray, a Freeze Ray, and an ISO Missile. Yeah, nothing, nothing major. I just love the cover. It's just a pretty looking cover, so I picked a better copy. Yes, people do it all the time. I hell, you've yeah. done it many times over. So much so that I end up with way too many of the same book. <laughs> the same book, three or four of them. That uh, God, what is it? Avengers. I think it's 115 through like 117. I've got almost doubles of almost all of those. The Avengers versus the Defenders. Mm -hmm. Speaking of good looking books and good looking things. Did you see that terrible Namor figure that they're coming out with for the new Marvel Legends wave? Oh, God. Yeah. Jesus. I mean, it is awful. I mean, ugly. yes, it's ugly. I mean, ugly. Yeah, Sue Storm would not be staring at his ass. It would not. She would not. Of course not. That name more comes with a free butt plug. <laughs> I don't know. It is terrible. <laughs> it looks like it. Now I thought I was seeing things because I'm looking. I get the email and I'm scrolling down. And I'm looking at it. And I'm like. You're like, what? What is Wonder Woman doing in a Marvel Legends line? And I'm like, oh, oh yeah. no, it's, it's the Wonder Woman ripoff from... It's, it's Princess Power. <laughs> yeah, from Squadron Super. Yeah. yeah. Princess Power. What's your first name? Diana? Uh... <laughs> <laughs> and then, and then, like, next to her, I'm looking, I go, I've seen ads for this guy, like, all through my childhood. Kristoff. <laughs> Yes. They released a Chris Star figure. So my buddy Andrew, who's a plastic addict, he's seeking help. Um he uh he said, I'm still getting stuff in that I pre-ordered like up to two years ago. I'm really just I'm not lying about trying to cut back because I can't afford it anymore. And I'm like, oh. And then I got a thing in uh from the evil Hasbro Empire. They're now doing holo holocrom figures. So they're just basically frosted resin figures. There's no paint on them whatsoever. And they come with like a lighted base 
with like a little thick with a little plaque at the bottom. So it's supposed to be like bounty pucks. Yeah. So it tells you how much, not that you can read uh, interlac language to tell you what that means, but there's like some Star Wars kind of like price tag at the bottom. So the first one they did was uh, The Mandalorian, followed by Han Solo. And I'm like, dude is dead. Did you need a bounty puck for hand for it? He's dead. <laughs> Damn it. Uh, and I look at it. There's no paint on these. They're basically uh, with like some blue mixed into the to the clear plastic. Yeah. Um, they're, you know, no paint whatsoever. But they just, it's a solid mold and it comes with a lighted base. It comes with a lighted base. 35 friggin' dollars. <laughs> you remember the they had they had the three pack back in the day. It was uh, Yoda, Ben, and uh, and and Anakin. But what he still looked like the old dude, not like yeah, yeah, the new dude, <laughs> the new dude that all of a sudden is you know yeah after in a series again yeah but, after after he gets saved you died now he, now, yeah now he's young. Like, oh, no, no, no. You died twice. How are you back? Oh, we're just going to wipe this whole timeline. And now the now the Force is not a powerful ally like Yoda told us back in 78. Uh, now the Force is a woman. The Force is now female. Which is what happens when lesbians write all your Star Wars stuff. Oh, my God. Well, All right. true. We'll, we'll bring it up right quick and we'll look at the terrible uh, the terrible action figures that are going to be available on Feb February 1st, 2024. So, <laughs> there's Princess Power, who honestly is probably one of the better looking figures in the series. But yes, this is a damn, this is a Wonder Woman ripoff. 100, look! Like, even, like, it's like, okay, the eagle isn't at the top of the breastplate, but <laughs> yeah. they even highlighted everything the way it is on her costume. <laughs> yes. Even to the tiara. <laughs> uh, but I like Squadron Supreme, so we're, we're yeah. not, we're not going to scream. All right, now, this is the god-awful Namor. And they're like, return to the 90s. Dude, why? Yeah, this is, this this is like, is... off that uh, metrosexual... Uh, Namor from the '90s, which this, I the I liked the art. I did not like the concept, and I did not like the frolicking Namor. I, I like mean, angry Namor. The John Byrne Namor was great from, yeah. from the time, but this this is terrible. Uh, I mean, I'm gonna be Jason Momoa goes to MCU. Um, he will now be playing Gaymor. <laughs> Damn it! You're gonna get his band. Oh God. All right, even worse than Namor from the 90s is this butt ugly damn Namorita. Yeah, she looked better in the comics. And, and she looked better in the 60 com 60s comics. Oh yeah, for sure. Uh, I mean uh, it's but tell me tell me why Namorita is in scale wise a foot taller than her cousin, the prince. Oh no. Hmm? Oh my God. Oh, is there? Yeah, she's at least the same height as him. Yeah. 
Yeah. Uh, the Black Panther actually looks pretty good. This is like the King Black Panther figure, I guess. Yeah. Um, but I mean, you can't, you know, you'd really have to work at it to jack up a Black Panther figure. Um, oh, they have. Uh, they have. Yeah. It's pretty good. The Black Panther figure is nice. Um, here's your man, Kristar. Kristar. Oh, my God, dude. This was the like Crystal this was a, Warriors. Wasn't this is a mini series or some crap? Yeah, like twelve issues. Yeah, was it? It was supposed to be a cartoon, wasn't it? Was it like ever a cartoon? I don't know. I can't remember. I know now. it was a toy line. Yes, I know it was a toy line, and I know it was a mini series. I thought, honest to God, when I saw it first, I said, "Why the hell does Bobby Drake have a damn sword? Is he gonna like? You got an ice sword? He's gonna chop some people up?" And then I'm like, Kristar, what the? Hell? <laughs> oh vision is okay they got vision in here just old classic you know yellow and you know yellow and yeah, uh, i've got a, yellow I've, got and a green I've got a statue of him like that like phasing through something yeah this big uh but when they packed him up yeah his hand is like that so it looks exactly like this pose right here uh yeah all his fingers broke off oh shit that sucks so I just pretend like he's phasing through something. <laughs> he's phasing through something. And then this is... Marvel Boy. Is it, is it Marvel Boy? That's Marvel Boy, yeah. I didn't know who the hell this was. That's Marvel Boy. Who was like Vance Astro's like great-great-great-grandson or something from the original Guardians. So... The Void is the Build-A-Figure. And, dude, I cannot remember where the hell the Void comes from. No, I didn't. You can get it. Okay. Oh, no, I showed him that. I meant the, the one up there. But, yeah, I cannot remember who the hell the Void is. Yeah, I, I don't know who the... Do what? Hold on. What? Is that the one you were talking about? Yes. Okay. Okay. Love you. Good night. Love you. Good night. <laughs> bye bye. <laughs> Damn it. What was it? She found Migo, world's greatest superheroes, hanging on pegs at Walmart the other week. Oh, really? There was only two of them, and she bought the right one. Oh, sweet. The Joker. In the box, like they originally came like in the uh, mid-60s. Yeah, I wouldn't open it up. I'd put it up just like that. Oh, yeah, yeah. it's not getting open. I've got an open one there from from the 70s. Uh, and they've. I, I saw pictures of Wave 18. Um, and I'm just like, whoa. Um, Dr. Fate looks good. Nightwing looks good. Hey, Alan, how are you? Sorry, we were too busy shooting the crap in the back room to, uh, press a button to go live. Um, um, there's a dead man figure. Really? And Mego? Mego did a dead man figure. Yeah, I, I can end up doing... Uh, oh man, 
They need to do a damn Phantom Stranger figure. I think they will. Uh, just because. Starting to run I, out of figures to do? I, no, I think he's basically doing doing like everything. Oh, okay, uh, cool. I'm just looking for... There he is, Frank Wilco. I'm sorry, Dave, do you not have feedback? No, I don't. Let's see. So, well, I'm trying to just bring up this big. All right, let me let me share some stuff here. Okay. And if case you ever wonder if we strip these out, people, this should tell you we don't. It's all random. I just got my green arrow in a few weeks ago. Yeah. Alice, Alice Cooper, Pike, Spock. This is just like a, an Classic Spock. Yep. From uh, uh, Minx. These are their little tiny vinyl figures. And... Let's see. <coughs> you see the Toy Fair one now? Nope. No. Okay. It's still showing the... Because uh, uh, if you scroll, it's just going to be locked on that one screen you put up. What are you doing to me? Okay, there we go. Here's the. Uh... Two Face, Bizarro, Original Brainiac, Red Tornado, Dead Man, Firestorm, that looks great, uh, Nightwing, and. Uh... Sweet. There they are. Oh, dude. I need to look up the dead man. He actually looks really good. Mm -hmm. Is his, uh, is the, the top coat, is it cloth? Uh, the white? No, the white is just... Uh... Yeah, the white's the plastic. I'm talking about the red. Yeah, it's, it's like a jumpsuit. Yeah. So it's just regular jumpsuit. Mm-hmm. There what did you think it was? It made him fly? Don't know. <laughs> I don't know this stuff. Man, if they had had all these, my mother would have like hated go let me go to Zares. Um, like, and no. they did something else too. Uh the Toy Fair in New York Comic Con, they they added like a bunch of stuff. And what they did is they took um instead of the boxes they put them on the car on the flat cards with the bubble yeah they put the star trek figures back on the original 1970s cards oh really 
where, where it had like the head, like the cartoon headshots of like the different characters. Yeah. They went, they went back to that and I'm like, oh my God, I want to buy like two of everything. Oh dude, no, I'm sorry. Of all these figures you just showed me, how the hell did we, did you, did you not mention Brainiac? Yes, I did. I said the original Brainiac. I was reading them off because I thought this image was up and I turned and I go, oh, nothing's up there. Damn it, dude. Brainiac is awesome looking. Yep. Holy crap. The other one that's cool is if you go down to the uh, go down to the bottom. Or I don't know what page you're on. Um, dude, they all right. So after Brainiac on the site I'm on right here, it shows uh, Star Trek. There's an Andorian. Yep. Dude, that looks awesome. And then there's another, there's a Talosian. Yep. Um, Those are all chicks. Yeah, the Talosians were all 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 females. Yes. Yeah, because they needed they needed somebody with small bodies and big heads. Damn it! <laughs> but yeah, these look these look cool. Yeah, they look very good. Oh so, my god, creep show Christmas creep. <laughs> uh, they got they got a Krampus. Um. Let's see what else. I'll stop sharing that until I come to another one. Um, oh, something that I almost forgot. For anybody that might be watching this that's in the Pennsylvania area, there's the uh, the PA ToyCon has got a, a Sid and Monty Croft uh, reunion show going on uh, celebrity-wise. Uh, they've got the actors that played Johnny and Scott on Sigmund. Um, they've got the brother and sister from uh, the uh, Land of the Lost. And uh, another That's, woman that, that acted in like Lidsville or something. I'm damn um, uh, Sleesay scared the hell out of me when I was little. Oh, I know. I was so happy when they found one that was that could speak English and was friendly. Uh, Enoch. Um, yeah, because they lived in his little cave. Oh, that's who else. The actor that played Chaka, the little monkey boy, he's going to be there too. Damn it. But even cooler than that, the original TV Captain Marvel, Shazam, uh, Jackson Bostwick, is going to be there. He's going to be there too? Well, I interviewed the first year I did Creator's Outlet. Oh, sweet. Uh, there were a lot of technical difficulties. Um, luckily, his granddaughter helped him get get the Wi-Fi back up and running. We had, had a great conversation. That video has had over 5,000 hits. It was done three years ago, and I still get comments every year on it. Really? Yeah. It's making me think that I should probably, like, re-download that, get a good editing program and like re-edit it to get rid of like all the bad stuff and just throw it up on the other platform. Put it back up. Um, of all, so going through these Mego 18s, mm -hmm. uh, I know you probably said him because you said Brainiac. The original Two-Face looks badass as well. Yeah. Dude, it's really cool. That's a damn good ass figure. Um, They've got Hamahara figures from different, like different characters from different movies. 
Yeah. So I'm just going through like the different posts he's got from Toy Fair from being in New York. Uh, Hamahara, the Plague of Zombies figure. Um, number one from the new Star Trek show, uh, not Discovery, the other one that's got Pike on it before he. Yeah, Strange New Worlds. Yeah. Uh, there's a new Spock one where they made the uh, phaser and communicator in the belt gray. Um, Mego Toy Fair update. Uh, Flash, which I already have. Uh, the second wave included a bunch of villains and the women. So yeah. you got you ended up with uh, these are original. The Flash is a new figure, but the ones that they're showing are original uh mint in box versions of the 1960s ones uh batgirl supergirl catwoman and wonder woman and wonder woman they don't put a bikini they don't put like the bathing suit on her it's like a whole body leotard thing huh. so it looks it looks like weird uh yeah i haven't looked at these in a while they some of them are really nice and he he puts up all kind because he calls himself uh his, his name online, he's a dealer for him, and he's in tight with uh, Dr. Migo and uh, Marty Abrams, the owner. Uh, Frank Wozgo, who's, uh, whose company is Retro something. But if you just look up Frank Wojo and, uh, you know, send him a friend request, he'll, he'll bring you on. He's showing ads for, like, all the, all the Coleco uh, – LED video games we had back in the day, the head-to-head ones, the baseball, the football. Uh, is it uh, is his website absolutely retro? That's the one. Yeah, I'm on it right now. Yeah, he's got everything on here. Uh, glow in the dark, uh, pirate figures, uh, comic action heroes, the little pocket heroes. The small ones, I had a bunch of those. Uh, oh, man. You're going to love this. They did a Red Sun Superman Miko. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm just now finding out about it. Original Hulk lunchbox with thermos. Oh, sweet. I've actually got a Hulk lunchbox somewhere around here, but I don't have the damn thermos. <laughs> I got, I don't have the lunchbox. I think I threw it out because my daughter used it and like totally like destroyed it because she left food in there. And I think the swamp thing was growing out of it from when she was like four. But I oh, did have a Marvel book. It was the man thing. <laughs> oh, yeah. Man thing. Man thing was growing out of my Batman the animated series thermos from the, the lunchbox set that I did not have the lunchbox for. Damn it. Uh underneath that, uh another another follower of his, uh Dan Casey, posted his original like 1960s Batman and Robin uh lunchbox and thermos. Dang it. Cla classic 12-inch scale Migos. From the world's greatest superhero line uh back in the day was there was superman batman robin they did a wonder woman diana prince one so you could have her dressed as yeoman prince or in the wonder woman costume and they had a 12-inch hulk and spider-man dang it <laughs> i'm still waiting to hear uh 
when they can when they can actually break the news um for what marvel's going to let them do it's going to be something related to the world's greatest superhero line yeah but uh like i'm not the i'm not the only one that never had this figure in the eight inch format but really wanted them so bad oh the eight inch uh uh green goblin green goblin yep um it's funny because the the guy that's got uh world at war comics he opens all his figures and displays them all like even like the diamond selects he's got the uh the read the redo of the cover where goblin has has peter tied up and his shirt is shredding and you can see the costume underneath it and he's yeah. dragging him behind he's got goblin up on one shelf riding the glider and then there's this brown plastic rope coming down and just Peter Parker with his clothes shredded or just hanging out like in front of like other people. That's but, cool. Yeah, there's like so much stuff on there. Um, he's always posting from like uh, Mego Museum, posting like the original ads for like the Joker Mego van. It was just like a, a stupid VW uh, Mego, uh, not even Mego, it was, it was like a VW van that they bought the rights to. Yeah, and they, I, they redid, and they 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 added like extra stuff, like the Joker van, uh, would the top would flip up, and there would be like a little thing for him to stay there, and it would like be like a giant squirting flower, and just it was just done with basically it was all done with decals. Dang um, it. They they got the Captain Pike, but they put him in. Uh, William Shatner's I'm too fat, I have to wear this green wraparound shirt, but they gave him like a black tunic underneath it, so <laughs> so it helps. Ads for him. Uh the hippity hop Spider-Man ball. Tampa, probably. Hippity hop Spider-Man ball. Dang it. It's like hilarious. Um and then they showed like the, the retro poster. Uh Back when I was getting them, they had Superman, Shazam, one of my favorites, uh, Supergirl that I didn't have, Thor that I didn't have, but we all we had a discussion about the Mego Thor in the Barbie here. Uh, Isis, Mixoplick, Conan, yet again with the Barbie here. Uh, Green Arrow, uh, Black Falcon, Aquaman, Batman, Catwoman, Hulk, Riddler, Robin, Batgirl, Joker, Penguin, and Riddler. I had all those, all three of those villains. I had Captain America. Uh, they had the whole Fantastic Four. Uh, Spider-Man, Lizard, Green Goblin, and Iron Man. Good God. Like old school, classic Iron Man. Yeah. So. It was just, you know, it was just weird. Dang it. Micronauts commercials. Uh, Micronauts ads, rather. There was like a big Micronaut ship, and if you took the wings off the ship, they would dart. But the darts were like big, giant rubber balls at the end, so it would literally go 
out the end of the gun and falls directly to the ground. Because <laughs> it was so front heavy. Yeah. They did that because, you know, back in you the day. You should try out, had, kid. <laughs> we didn't have warning labels. We just had the uh, FAFO. Uh, F around and find out. Dang it. You know, All if, right. you, if you keep making everything safe, we're not going to get rid of the stupid kids. <laughs> That's how we got rid of the stupid kids. Damn it. Oh, yeah. So. Okay. Let's jump into the book. Yeah. Oh. Ta-da. Marvel team hey, up. Spider-Man and Swamp, I mean Man-Thing. I told you Man-Thing, damn it. That's Dark okay, Swamp. I wrote Dark. it up. See, I gotta, I gotta read more Man-Thing because I don't know squat about Man-Thing except the, much like Swamp Thing, he used to be a human prior to what happened to him. Yeah, only he's like, I mean, he's not stupid, but he's not fully conscious of everything he does. Yeah. Uh, um, and the fact what, that Ted Laszlo, Ted, uh, oh God, Ted something. Yeah. Ted's his name, but I can't, I can't remember his last name now. Yeah. But the thing that's cool is, is because he's, if you read some of the character, he's drawn to emotions. Mm -hmm. That's the whole thing. So a lot of the stories is like, something bad happens to somebody and he actually feels the fear or whatever, and he'll go towards them. Um, yeah. He's an empath. Yeah. The first or second series issue, like after he starts his own series or in adventure into fear with, uh, it's by Gerber because Gerber wrote a lot of the early ones. And, uh, the, uh, the thing that was so terrible in there is, uh, like I said, first or second one I was reading, and uh, this guy has a baby and uh, he stops on the bridge and he didn't want the kid anymore. He like throws the kid over the, over the freaking over the damn bridge, like into the water, into swamp. And uh, thank God it's not a fall, fall, you know, far fall, but man thing saves the kid and it's, it's a little baby. So it's really not scared of him or whatever. It's scared of everything else. But the guy gets man thing gets so upset. But the, doesn't anything he touched, like, burn? If it's afraid of him. Oh, okay. So if you're showing fear to him and he, and he touches you. You, like, gonna, burst into flames. You're going to die. <laughs> yeah, you burst into flames. Um, and then Man-Thing just, like, goes and hunts the guy down. And, you know, of course, the guy's terrified of him when he sees him. He's a big monster. and But, yeah, it's a great story. But, uh so six, Marvel team, team up 68, 35 cent, uh, Spider-Man and the man thing. Mm -hmm. Um, this is from 78? 1978. Yep. Right there. Oh. Uh, Chris Claremont's our author. You were bad mouthing him last week. John Byrne. Has been. Uh, uh, has I'm been. kidding. I'm kidding. Bob, Bob Wilick is the acre. Bruce, Bruce, is the letterer and Phil R is the colorist and Archie Goodwin was the editor. And uh, it is titled the measure of a man. Um, and it's dude, it starts off and you see the man thing is like coming at Spider-Man. You're like, what the hell is going on? 
and it's like lunging at him and then spider-man backs up and he realizes man thing's not lunging at him he's like falling and he hits a you know like the glass enclosure and he's in in a cage um and he's he's going on like what in the hell is going on uh he talks about the first time he meets man thing is in giant size spider-man number five which i do not have i might have to hunt that one down um and like any wild animal trapped in a cage you can't escape from he's lost the will to live so spider-man is somewhere where man thing's in a cage and then we get a cool flashback beginning at the day earlier in the day spider-man in his disguise as peter parker is actually taking his uh, lady friend at this time mj to the fair and uh while they're there they uh they actually go by like the freak show and there's man thing on display at the fair mm-hmm. <laughs> and you know of course he asks he says uh what's what is that is that thing yeah mj i'm afraid it is man thing the wire services reported many in a rampage in atlanta uh but that was months ago what's he doing here so you remember last week I told you one of the man thing issues I wanted, Adventure in the Fear 19? Mm-hmm. So they're actually talking right about that. So 19 through 22 is the issues they're talking about. 19 is first appearance of Howard the Duck. Yep. Quack, quack. Oh, my God, dude. I want that book so bad. It's hard to get. So spider-man or peter gets so upset when he sees man thing there he's like you know what are you doing we're supposed to be on a date i know mary but but that guy is amos jordan he's a circus owner so he goes over there and starts giving the dude the rundown you know hey i want to ask you some questions uh you clowns you never give up or bug off i'm tired of talking to you no comment you know what gives you a right to exhibit him man thing i captured him bucko and captured him i'll do with what i see so uh he's really mad he's going off and then mary jane's like oh peter uh like we're surrounded (laughs) as the thugs show up yeah uh and they throw peter's ass out nice talking to you mr parker (laughs) it's like peter you're not wearing a mask right now no you can't do this so they throw his ass out and then he comes back to the circus in his spider-man costume uh sorry it took so long oh uh now did you read this part and did it hit you <laughs> as an adult i would have never got this as a kid so he's like yeah i'll so, sorry it took so long pal but it cost me a steak dinner and a movie to calm mj down and then at my place one thing to lead to another and well you know <laughs> so that's why Spider-Man really was one of my favorite characters as a kid. I mean, dude, he is everybody. He's he's Clear, clearly normal, normal person. Clearly, the, the wet patch was celebrating steak and blowjob day. <laughs> Did what? Obviously, Webhead was celebrating uh, <laughs> steak and blowjob day. I guess I don't know, uh, but. I was like, damn. I mean, that just reading it as a dog, like, this is why Spider-Man was so my favorite. He was the most normal of the superheroes. I should, I should have put that up earlier. <laughs> Not safe for work. <laughs> yeah, no, he doesn't do a thing. Oh, cripes. Yeah, here's security guard shows up. And he starts asking him, you know, well, how in the hell did he get the man thing? Because man thing is not a weakling. 
And then, no. like, even if you're afraid of him, he touches you, your ass is going to break into fire. Come and find out, man thing stumbled out of the damn swamps in Florida, where he's from. On fire. Uh, on fire. And he was so weak that the guy put him out. And after he put him out, they just dumped him in the trunk and made an, uh, an enclosure for him. And like, oh, he'll be a he'll be a shoe-in. Everybody will pay big money to see him. You know, and, and of course, Spider-Man is way smarter than most people in in the Marvel universe. Everyone says he's a dumb animal. He shouldn't even be alive, but he's he's intelligent. He, you know, I get the feeling he understands things. He feels them. You know, he looks like he's in pain. Mm-hmm. And uh, of course, the security guards like, yeah, I've been getting those vibes too. So Spider-Man the security decided, guard just happens to be a big fan of Spider-Man, so he's not doing anything. Oh, dude, yeah, that's up here. Yeah, he says, uh, "Oh, brother, what? Uh, hey, you're Spider-Man. Holy cats, that's fantastic, man! I am one of your biggest fans, huh?" Uh, Spider-Man's like, "Yeah, gee, well, uh, I have fans. Sure, lots of them. I bet. What you doing here? I mean, I want to help you and all. <laughs> he's like, I have fans. Yes. So." He manages to like pick up the man thing's cage and it shakes him and starts to take it out when Jordine comes in and just starts laying into him. Hey, dude, that's private property. You can't do this. Uh, and a Spider-Man webs him up and he tries to tell the security guard to shoot him, but he's like, nope, sorry, I can't do that. I quit. And Spider- Spider-Man's going to try get man thing back to the damn swamp. Uh, but uh, he's like, you're heavy, and I'm not going to carry you back down to Florida on my back. Neither is going to live to see Newark. <laughs> oh my God. So I need some help. Uh, of course, what's cool is, as Spider-Man, he's got friends he can call on. And who do we know that goes back and forth to Florida for their experimental, you know, things they need to get? Lizards, reptiles, that kind of stuff. Good old Doc Connors. Yep. So Doc Connors has a he has a friend that actually runs back and forth to Florida and does trips once or once or twice a year to get him specimens, and he hooks them up. Uh, what's her name? Yeah, flying the charter. Yeah, it says for, it right there. I can't remember her name. Yeah. Oh, Lord. Yeah, this is what I do for a living, uh, youngster. I fly Kurt and his family down here every year. He knows I'll transport anything if the money's right and it's legal or very interesting. So they're they're flying everything down. Uh, she's helping get this get man thing back to the Florida because Connors has actually paid for this for Spider-Man. And in the trip down, the damn wing all of a sudden, like you see, like it gets like electrocuted or something, and one of the engines blows up. And the plane goes to crash, but before it crashes, Spider-Man actually webs them all up in a ball. And then when it crashes, they bounce out safely, thank God. And of course, when they they tear out. Now, Man-Thing, they didn't get a chance to do that with, but he's Man-Thing. When he lands into the swamp, it regenerates him. And then he just comes out. Now, I had forgotten... Because, I mean, it's been a while since I read the origin of Man-Thing. Because when he gets created originally, he, uh, he's he got, like, the superheroes or super soldier serum. And he runs out there 
and uh, dumps it all over, you know, uh, he injects it in himself. That's it. And then he, I think, catch, catch, catches on fire, jumps into the uh, water, and then mm-hmm. becomes the man-thing. But here they say that he actually was formed by the science from the superhero soldier serum. And because apparently he was so close to the nexus of realities that the man-thing was also formed from the nexus of realities. So it's like he has this cross-dimensional thing, which is, you know, why he's always in Florida, protecting it. Uh, when he comes up out of the swamp, rejuvenated, he just start. he turns around and starts walking off. <laughs> yeah, he's in pain, but uh, whatever hurt him is, isn't going away. Manny's going to fight it. Originally, I thought we were bringing him to die. I figured poking around a day or two was something crazy. Uh, to lose in the swamp. I was going to try and stop it before it hurt anyone else. So what do you do, Spider-Man? We'll be all right. You know, the Air Force probably heard our mayday. So they wait, and he heads off after him. Now, this is our first appearance of despair. I don't know if he ever appeared anymore. Do you? Uh, No, because this is the first time I'm hearing of him. Yeah, I, I, I like, he looks familiar, but I can't remember if we've ever showed anything else. Um, so Spider-Man, Spider-Man follows Man-Thing as he goes up to this damn, like, run-down shack in the swamp, and tied up to the shack is, uh, Daisy Dukes and, uh, this old dude. Uncle Jesse. Yeah, Uncle Jesse. (laughs) Well, with that beard, it might be Billy Gibson from ZZ Tuck. ZZ Top. And as they show up, the door opens and out comes Despair. Yeah. Yeah. Of course, she's like, Domic, look, man things returned as you said he would. And he brought help. Help, Jennifer Kale. He's brought one man and a mortal to boot who can no more stand against my power than your pet quag beast could when he first tried to rescue you. Hear me, little man. I am Despair. If you value your life and your mortal soul, run away from here. Uh, if you stay, both are forfeit. <laughs> and, of course, Spider-Man does the cool thing to try and always, you know, calm himself down. Hey, mister, I have never run away from a fight, and I don't start, you know, not going to start tonight. And, of course, Man-Thing doesn't talk. Yeah. Now, what's cool is... His books must have been super fast reads. He's got no dialogue. He's kind of like yeah. Ray Bill in a power packet. Damn it. Oh, damn it. So, yeah, right here. So Spider-Man is Spider-Man is human. Man-Thing is not. He is the soul of the biologist Ted Salas, merged with the raw substance of, of part of the Everglades that happens to be the nexus of a number of mystical dimensions. So because of the Man-Thing's freakish Man, synthesis... Man-Thing guards the guardian of forever. Yeah, kind of. Star Trek uh, uh, his freakish synthesis of science gone mad and age-old mystic power, his perception of reality is somewhat different than ours. So Spider-Man sees a freaking shack, and in reality, it's not a shack. It's that It's tower. a damn obelisk tower that's like a mile long that looks like, you know, freaking Sauron lives there. <laughs> and instead of it being Daisy Dukes and Uncle Jesse, it's actually a wizard and his female apprentice, who's 
incredibly scantily clad for a female wizard apprentice. <laughs> Looks like Valkyrie's little sister. Something. And they've been trapped up. So Spidey and Spider Man doesn't have a freaking clue. He's like, no, pro, no problem, man. Thank, I got this. <laughs> I appreciate the concern, but that bozo's looking for trouble. As far as I'm concerned, he found it. So he runs. You know, uh, Spider Man runs at him, and he's like, I'm gonna go ahead and go for broke and hit him with the first shot. And it's like damn concrete. <laughs> he's it's, just like it's like punching Ben Grimm. Yeah, my hand. Yeah, he says that. Yeah, his jaw is like belting uh, granite. Or Ben Grimm, I've never seen anyone so fast. And this, this spear guy just grabs him. Oh, and he starts like zapping his ass with power. Of course, he screams. And any kind of scream like that or whatever is all makes man thing go crazy. Mm -hmm. Feel my power. Of course, he's like, damn, trying to choke the hell out of Spider-Man and kill him. And man thing goes up. It just knocks the snop out of him. Of course, when he turns around, the spear and turns on fire again. Thing. Yeah. He says, you'll never learn. I'll teach you a lesson. Even your mindless form will never forget. There's a flash of light in that instance. Fear seizes man thing. So he becomes scared himself. And because of his power, he because he's afraid, he sets his damn self on fire. <laughs> yes. Uh, whatever knows burn. And this is why women live longer than men. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> whatever knows fear burns at the man thing's touch. So when he gets on fire, he's got to like run into the damn swamp to try and put it out. <laughs> Miniature star flames eating up from within and out. Uh, so he runs away and their spear just like laughs at him in the dark in the back. Uh, man thing lurches there in the mires, the spear's high-spirited laughter echoes across the swamp. But what of Spidey, who is neither mindless nor mad, who wishes he were both, and who wishes he were both? <laughs> yeah. Uh, and then here, now here comes Uncle Jesse's hearken, hero, to my words. This battle is not yet done, and the fate of, of worlds hangs in the balance. I am Dokma, called the Enchanter on all these planes of existence. I am an accountant for good. And despair is basically uh, you know, evil. Um, and if he, you know, if he kills us, he'll take over the universe. Uh, if I wasn't yeah. so scared or laugh, Mister, um, I don't see a tower. All I see is a shack. In terms you can understand, then Spider-Man, if despair is not stopped, he will kill us all. <laughs> so, with that, Spider-Man goes back and attacks him again and knocks him off the damn porch. And they get into a huge ass fight, which goes on for a couple pages. Um, of course, Man Thing does show up again. He gets zapped again and catches on fire. Um, now this is this what's cool is because when Spider Man sees Man Thing's on fire and is trying to save him and it's kind of like sacrificing himself, Spider Man just loses it and attacks the spear and just starts wailing on him as hard as he can. Mm -hmm. And because he catches him off guard, he really can beat, he beats the hell out of him because he's also upset because he got afraid. And, you know, he beats him. He says, I don't hear any laughter now, spooky. How's it feel to be on the receiving end for a change? Answer me. And he just keeps beating on him. Um, and he finally, you know, 
after he beats on him a while, Darmok and his uh, his apprentice have managed to free themselves, and they stop him. And he's like, you've saved us from death and, you know, a worse fate. And she's, but look, you know, Spider-Man's damn near beat this dude to death. <laughs> you know, if they hadn't stopped him, he probably would have, like, beat him. Because mm-hmm. um, Domic even tells him, he says, you know, you'll not be satisfied until you've taken the demon away. She says, stop. Um, and then he tells him, you know, hey, we're going to go ahead and take care of the tower. And now that they're freed and tells him about the tower, Spider-Man can actually see it. And they destroy it. And, of course, all the glass comes down. And he throws up a, makes a web umbrella, which saves them all. And then when it's done, he says, okay, the shower's over. Now, would you explain what the heck's happening here? Call it a dream, if you like. More than that, I'm afraid I can't say. The paths of fate are wondrous to behold, my friend. Perhaps we three will meet again. Until that time, know you have my eternal thanks. And they leave. They go back to their dimension with despair. Um, And at the end of this book, dude, Spider-Man is just sitting there. You know, they're gone. Dominic. Jennifer, Spooky, the Tower, like they're never here. All that's left is the shack and Manny. Even the memory of Despair's fear zaps isn't so bad anymore. Almost like they happened to someone else. Maybe this really was a dream. Maybe all these hours slogging through the swamp finally got to me. <laughs> Maybe in the end it's better if I never know. It just, that's why I liked Spider-Man so much when I was little. He was, oh yeah. The normal dude. Completely. He was the everyday street level hero. Yes. I mean, uh, <laughs> I mean, he's stronger than your average street level hero, but he's he's got normal problems, normal desires. I mean, and and I don't say nothing ever worked out for him, but so many of the old comics, especially the great ones. In the end, mm-hmm. he's he saved the day, but he's like, "What the hell? I saved the day, but it's nothing good about it." Nope. So, is this like your first man thing comic book you've ever read? Exactly. Really? Yeah. You need to read. We need to read some of the Gerber issues by themselves, so you could see. I've actually got a man thing omnibus. Oh, cool. I've got, uh, yeah, it's like 900 pages or something. That might be a bit much for next week. <laughs> yeah, it's uh, it's gigantic. Uh, it starts off with, uh, oh, of course, his first appearance is in Savage Tales. And then uh, I think there's like one or two guest appearances somewhere. And then he, he starts over in Adventure into Fear uh, number 10. And then moves forward. Uh, 12, I think, is super famous. You'll have to check it out. Well, let me see, because I think 12 has is got a cover by Neil Adams. Hmm. I'm looking it up to see if I'm right. I can't remember. Doesn't look like Adam's artwork on the front. I might have to hunt it down now. One of them has got Adam's art. Um, 
I don't want to see all this mess. Craziness. Um, nope, it's 11. Yeah, Adventure in a Fear number 11 is ad, is uh, is uh, covered by Neil Adams. Yep. First appearance of Jennifer, Andy, uh, the Nether Spawn. Doctor Strange is mentioned in it. Um, Tome of the Zeranov. So, but yeah, I enjoy it. Um, the other thing that's cool is dude, around this time in um, Marvel Team Up, John mm -hmm. Byrne and Claremont did like 12, 15 issues back to back. They even did a Hulk two-parter. It's like 53 and 54. Spider-Man versus the Hulk. So, if you want to... They, they probably did all those issues in like a month. They probably banged them all out. Like oh, month. my God, dude. And that's the thing. If you want to read awesome damn comics, these are the awesome ones. I mean, the art is amazing. I do have another Man-Thing book because huh? you sent it to me. It's his appearance in Micronauts. Oh, yeah, yeah. I sent you that one. Um, but John Byrne's art is amazing. Claremont is awesome. As always, uh, the other while we're we're talking crazy stuff, uh, books, and and thanks to the next issue of this book, I can do another Star Trek line. Damn it! Cry <laughs> havoc and let's slip the dogs of war, Christopher Plummer, in that terrible Star Trek Five movie or four or six, whatever the hell it was. Five. I don't think it wasn't six. Um, this is actually one I have it. I've read it. Um, you probably haven't, but I'm gonna show you show you the cover. Ta-da! This is another classic. Talking about the same. Um, the same freaking Marvel team up run. Um, so this one is, I think it's Red, uh, it's a Red Sonya book, huh? Yep. Spider Man and Red Sonya. But this is like Chris Claremont, I think. And the artist by John Bashima. This one actually is in the Marvel, like, greatest stories of all time book. Um, and, and I, I can't remember the name, but I, I, uh, I know the shape of that wizard. Oh, hello there. Yeah. I mean, dude. Damn. Uh, crap. Won't see. Storm. The uh, John Bashima was so damn good. Mm -hmm. um, but yeah, this is one of the classic ones. And it's in that Marvel Greatest Stories of All Time book. So... Did you pick something out for next week? I did. Oh God, what is it? It's it's by a dude you know, but probably by a book neither of us know. But it's a deep dive from way back in the eighties, eighty six, I believe. Uh, from Comico, the comic company. I like the Comico. Frank Thorne. 
Ribbit. Ribbon? Ribbit. Like a frog. Mm -hmm. Ribbit. What the hell? It's some obscure Frank Thorne book. But I mean, she makes me want to eat broccoli. Dude, it's, it's, I don't want to sound terrible. People, people who, this next week's issue will be definitely not safe for work. It, it may be rated X because it's Frank <laughs> Thorne. We're not sure, but. Yeah, I've never even heard of this crap. Oh my God, where the hell did you find this at? Just look up random Frank Thorne books when you saw Red Sonya a while ago. No, no, I, I was I was looking. I go, let me find like some deep dive book from Comico. Because we've done we've done like, you know, Donnie Quest and Robotech and uh, um, Elementals and Justice Machine and Maze Agency and stuff like that. But and I was like, what the hell is that? I'm like Frank Thorne. I'm like, yeah. Oh my God, dude! There's a hardcover you can buy on here. That's is it autographed? I just typed it in, and it come up for Hermes Press, Frank Thorne's Ribbit, uh, limited to one thousand copies. Hardcover with special engrays, full color essay and interview with Thorne, original art and documentary materials, the complete story arc, one hundred and forty four pages. Limited to 1,000 hardcovers. Because you'll be lucky if you sell 1,000 hardcovers. Oh, dude. Uh, he's got... Uh, this definitely... Hermes Press is definitely like... This is not safe for work here, but uh, he's, they've got uh, Gita on sale. Gita Volume 2 by Thorne. You know what that is, right? No, but I'm about to. Oh, you want me to bring it up? It's, I, it's, I bet it's naughty. <laughs> there you go. Bring it up. So, uh, hold on. Where's it at? Present. Because oh. I, I, started, I started reading that Corbin uh, book you sent me. There you go. Now you can close out Ribbit and bring up Gita. So, Gita is... Frank Thorne's Red Sonia. It's Red Sonia only. Her name's Gita. So available now, 1978. Fresh off his run with Red Sonia. Thank Frank Thorne create the lush, lusty warrior goddess Gita. Spirit of a mighty general. She'd lead a ragtag band of bloodthirsty armies along the way to get some thumping. Initial value, some of Frank's earliest art, uh, including her first appearance in the erotic epic. Gita of Alazar, early character designs, unproduced movie storyboards, The Wizard and Warrior, everything. Hardback, 144 pages. 130 bucks, though. So. Yeah. Well, there's another one on here. There's two volumes. Volume one is 130. Volume two is 70 bucks. Um, what kills me is they made an omnibus. It's eleven own. by eleven by seventeen. It's huge. Oh, it's it's like the IDW. Uh, yeah, it's like dude. Kirby it's book. like that yeah. big. Yeah, it's gigantic. Ever since I looked at that one, you told me about the other week. Which one? Those, the 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 uh, the artist edition. Yeah. So now all these artist editions are popping up. They're all like hundred and fifty bucks. 
Problem is, the only store I know around me is like just south of Boston, and it's yeah. impossible to get in their parking lot because um, they're like underneath uh, an overpass and a tiny a tiny parking lot and everything. Uh, it's a really nice store, but they take all their artist editions for the guys that are still alive. Yeah, and they take them to all the comic cons. Like they have from, them sign it. From San Diego to New York and and C2E2, Boston, whatever. Yeah, and they get them all. They get them all. They get them signed. And if the guy is willing, they'll they'll pay like up to a G note for a remark from that artist. Like on the inside cover. Damn. And I'm like, that's insane. He goes, yeah. But then we list it out on eBay. And eBay's like the people your mom used to tell you about. I go, a fool and his money? He goes, yep. I go, yep. She said that about me every day. The and second, I came home with comic books. The second volume is 12 by 18. Wow. It's even bigger. Um, and it's on sale for 70 bucks. I saw that uh, the ads that I've been seeing... Like one of the ones, obviously, was the uh, the McFarlane uh, Spider-Man Venom run. Uh, another, another, and the one that kept coming up today, over and over and over again, was uh, Jack Kirby's uh, Fourth World for DC. Hmm. Yeah. Now, for, I've got I've got the first volume of Fourth World. But I don't have the rest of it. Yeah, Gita's cool. Ribbit. All right, I'm going to have to hunt that crap down now. To find it. The deep, dark <laughs> recesses of the web. <laughs> We're going to find it by Tuesday so we can read it for Wednesday and do it on Thursday. God. All right, I will get that done, man. Oh, the cavey. So until next time, uh, everybody... Uh, Read a comic book. If there's an old book that you want us to do, just make a comment on one of the videos. I'll see it, and uh, we'll put it in play as a uh, as a request, and just do it. We'll do our best. Eventually, we get sick of picking the books every week. <laughs> eventually. <laughs> it's we like three years. It's like, oh. You know, after the first year, yeah, still plenty of stuff. After the second year, still lots of stuff. Now we're in, you know, now we're past three years. And we're like, the F are we going to read next week? Jeez. <laughs> so find something that's completely random as hell. <laughs> and be like, and you're like, dude, you need to find a book the week before <laughs> and then research it and make sure it's not like, a 37-part story arc like the death of Aqualad. Aquaman's son, Arthur Jr. Yeah. But that, that those those couple of books that we read on that were just so awesome, though. Damn it. All right, man. I'll get it over to you, and then we'll be back Thursday. Thursday, Thursday. Thomas will show up with a, with a tea, and I'll show up with a coffee, and hopefully we'll stay awake for the whole show again.